I want to welcome you to Daily Drive Time Devotions and day three of week seven, which means chapter 33 of the book of Genesis. We've been walking with Jacob, walking through the bargaining phase and the struggling phase and yesterday the wrestling phase of his life. And out of those come this fourth phase. I call it the limping phase. In chapter 33, we're reminded that in order to receive the blessings that God longs to give us, God will often need to wrestle with us to a place of surrender, a place that often we get to only through pain. I wish it was different. I, I wish I would see the light without needing to feel the heat, but we tend to change when we feel the heat, not when we see the light. There is something about us that needs to go through the pain. We start when we're kids in order to learn the truth. And it certainly is true in the life of Jacob. And if it's true in your life, there's nothing wrong with you. There's just something human with you. God touches Jacob's hip, and Jacob begins to limp. And out of that limp comes what I believe is one of the Bible's most dramatic moments. In chapter 33, verses 1 to 5, listen to what happens. Jacob looked up, and there was Esau coming with his 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two maidservants. He put the maidservants and their children in front, Leah and her children next, and Rachel and Joseph in the rear. He himself went on ahead and bowed down to the ground seven times as he approached his brother. But Esau ran to meet Jacob and embraced him. He threw his arms around his neck and he kissed him, and they wept. Then Esau looked up and saw the women and the children. Who are these with you? He asked Jacob. Jacob answered, They are the children God has graciously given your servant. Now get the picture here. In these verses, Jacob divides up his family. You can see some of the unhealthiness even in the way he divided his family, making, making sure that the more loved wife and the most loved son was at the very end so that if the attack happened, they would not get hurt. We're going to see what that results in, in next week. But then Jacob does something you don't expect a schemer to do. He gets out in front. Instead of letting the livestock go first, instead of letting someone else go first, he gets out in front, and he, he limps to meet his brother Esau. He bows before his brother Esau, and then he is embraced by his brother Esau. This, this is a picture of Jacob's new life. He limps to meet Esau, a new relationship with God. He bows before Esau, a new relationship with others. And he's embraced by Esau, a new result in his relationship, God's blessing. Jacob's limp, every step of that limp was a reminder of his need for God. So here's my question of you. What is it in your life that reminds you of your need for God every step of the way? It may be something physical that's in your life. It was for the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul talks about a thorn in the flesh. And as he talked to the Corinthians about this thorn in the flesh, he talked to them about something that God had used to show him, show him grace, even though he suffered this physical ailment. What is it that reminds you of your need for God every step of the way? It may be something inside of you. I, in my own life, struggle with a sense of inadequacy so often in my life. Now, I can look back and recognize that growing up in a chaotic home, in a home where my dad suffered from mental illness, that it played into some of those feelings, but there's still feelings that are often there. It's an every step reminder of my need for God. Do you walk with a limp? Are there weaknesses in your life, fails, 
fail points in your life? Are there places in your life where you look and wish that wasn't there physically or wish that hadn't happened in your history? It's a limp in your life. Recognize that God can use that. God will use that. God even wants to use that as an every step reminder of your need for God. Now, does God want us to limp? Does, did God want that thing to happen in your past? God does not want sin to happen. We're going to go to heaven one day where there is no sin, where there's a life of perfection for all of eternity. So obviously God's will is not that those things happen, but God's will also is that he uses even those things, those weaknesses, as an every step reminder of your need for God. It might be a sense of anxiety that you can't seem to get rid of. It might be a fear that seems to be at the center of your life. It's an every step reminder of your need for God. And you can either try to run from your limp or you can recognize it and rely on God. Now, what happens in Jacob's life as he goes to meet his brother Esau is very important. In verse 12, down through verse 20, here is, the, here is the backside of what happens after he bows before his brother. Let me read those verses. Then Esau said, let us be on our way. I'll accompany you. But Jacob said to him, my Lord knows that the children are tender and that I must care for the ewes and the cows that are nursing their young. If they're driven hard just one day, all the animals will die. So let my Lord go ahead of his servant while I move along slowly at the pace of the droves before me and that of the children until I come to my Lord and see air. Esau said, then let me leave some of my men here with you. But why do that? Jacob asked. Just let me find favor in the eyes of my Lord. So that day Esau started on his way back to Seir. Jacob, however, went to Sakoth, where he built a place for himself and made shelters for his livestock. That is why the place is called Sakoth. Sakoth means shelters. After Jacob came from Paddan Aram, he arrived safely in the city of Shechem and Canaan and camped within sight of this city. For a hundred pieces of silver he bought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, the plot of ground where he pitched his tent. There he set up an altar and called it El Elohi, Israel. Here you have, in these verses, two brothers who've embraced each other, but who still don't entirely trust each other. Forgiveness is instant, but trust takes time to rebuild. These two brothers are never going to really rebuild it. Now, I pray in your life, at points where in your relationships there has been a brokenness, that there will be a forgiveness and then there will be a rebuilding. We're talking about limping places in our lives. Those places are not about relationships. God wants to restore his relationship that you have with him. God wants to restore the relationships that you have in your life. And it's not entirely dependent on you. The other person has to say yes to that restoration. But if as much as depends on you, you open the door to that restoration, God often will restore a relationship. Sometimes he doesn't. He's working to do it. It's not his fault that it doesn't happen. It's that the other person doesn't choose for it to happen. And when that happens, you just recognize, God, that's a place of pain in my life. And that's a place where I'm going to choose day by day to allow it to call me to trust in you. We're walking with Jacob through the realities of life. We've been through the bargaining phase where his whole relationship with God was about, God, what can you do for me? We've watched the wrestling phase, the struggling phase that went into the wrestling at the end of that phase where it's all about trying to control his life on his own. And then the limping phase, which he's in right now. And out of that limping phase comes the trusting in Jacob's life. As you look at your life, where are you right now? Still bargaining with God? You're struggling right now with God? You're wrestling with God? 
Are there places where you feel like there are limping points in my life? Out of all of that, are you coming to a place of trusting in him? Lord Jesus, as we talk to you, we recognize that you are at work in our lives. And you're at work in a greater way than just our circumstances. You're at work in our hearts. You want to make us new people. You want to make us people that are fit for eternity. And so if there is some struggle on this earth, if there are some circumstances on this earth that Satan has thrown our way, we know that you can use even those to call us, to cause us to trust even more deeply in you. Help us to learn from Jacob. Help us to be, help us to be mindful that, Lord, even in the difficulties of life, we can, out of those weaknesses, we can choose to allow those to become a reminder of our need for you every step of the way. We ask that you do this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Well, join us tomorrow. We're going to learn together from one of those chapters in the Bible where almost everyone makes the wrong choice. Mm-hmm.